0: Hello everyone and welcome to the 17th edition of the Spacemen from Pluto podcast. Oh my god, we can drive.
1: Happy anniversary everyone. (laughs) 17 episodes. We've done it.
0: That's horrible. (laughs) Yeah. 17. (laughs) It's felt like a lot more. I am your host today as you've no doubt worked out. I'm joined by... As usual,
1: <laughs> Ben, James, and Christian.
0: So today we're going to be talking about our favourite films that are based on true events. What a great subject! Hey, a lot, a lot to choose from. I think you'd agree, guys. And as I'm the host, I guess I'm going to go first, right? <gasps> wow. yeah. As is tradition, as though. always. Bit greedy. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, why have you not offered it to anyone else? <laughs> <laughs> at least the us three do the courtesy of offering it out <laughs> before taking it anyway.
0: I, would anyone else like to go first? Well, no,
3: obviously, Dan, you're going to go first. Yeah, you you're must, the you host. Got, why would you even
2: ask, Dan? You, Come you're, on, the host. Man. you're the host. It's the 17th
3: podcast. You should know this by now. Come on, Can't man.
2: I'll
0: go first, then. <laughs> so, my, probably one of my favourite films is... Apollo thirteen.
2: I um, thank God. I was gonna off camera. I was gonna be like, "You are gonna talk about Apollo thirteen, are you, Dan?" Like you saying? haven't forgotten that exists. I of think, course, i Look
0: at this. Thing here. I'll show you a little little uh, Easter egg here. Look at that.
2: Oh my it's god! It's a model.
0: Can I get it lined up? It's a little Lego model of the moon landing because oh. I've got the. It's not here because the set report. of the moon landing.
2: Yes, the Kubrick yeah. set. Um,
0: <laughs> it's it is a additional kind of supplemental bit of Lego uh, that I got as part of the uh, Saturn Five rocket, which was a, a, a Lego kit. I enjoyed making. I don't care. I might be an older older guy. I might be a bit more mature, you know. But I still got time for Lego. It was Everyone's, a good. I, it was took a time good activity. Lego. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm really into um, I'm really into that era of the space race. Um. The whole race to the moon it's pretty incredible. The whole Apollo program, the Saturn rockets, incredible, incredible pieces of engineering. Just a really mental time in human history, really. When President Kennedy went, you know what, we're going to get to the moon by 1969. <laughs> and he just did, even though they didn't, know, they didn't know how, but they just did and they worked it out and they actually got there. Or did they? Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. yes, they did. It's a, it's yes, a real great did. era in filmmaking. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they were like, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs>
1: just just that just that beautiful era of history where America were like, let's 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 show Russia what we can do. We've got missiles. We've got this little man. Let's put this man on the end of the missile and see how far we can get him. <laughs> <laughs> Will he they blow went, up? Let's find out. <laughs> it's just mental. They looked in
0: the sky they went, the moon is there, let's go to it. And they that... just literally fired a man to the moon. Do you know that, that rock happened?
2: where there's no oxygen? <laughs> yeah, you're going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: walk around. Exactly. And they didn't only fire it, they somehow slowed down and then landed on it and then walked about. And later on, they brought golf clubs and had a game of golf. <laughs> That's just ridiculous. (laughs) But anyway, to the uh, case in point, Apollo 13, that was, I think it was, it would have been the, Apollo 11 was the actual first Moonland, Apollo 12 was the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Makes (laughs) sense, good (laughs) logic. (laughs) (laughs) Apollo 13 was the one after that, but as we all no doubt know, unless you've been living under a rock and completely ignorant of history. On a rock? The moon? Exactly, unless you've been living on the moon. <laughs> um, it didn't go according to plan. It went really, really badly wrong, and the the rocket kind of half-exploded in space. Something very bad happened to an oxygen tank, and it basically just blew off half of the, the capsule they were travelling in. And then, somehow, they worked out how to get them home. And Apollo 30, 13 is the dramatisation of that entire nightmare situation <laughs> that those astronauts found themselves in, is that um, where we get Houston, we have a problem from? It is indeed, James. Right, that I've is not seen exa- Apollo
3: thirteen.
0: Although it's a misquote because <gasps> he doesn't say Houston, we have a problem. He says, Houston, there's been a problem. I think <gasps> it's a man yeah, maybe effect. I miss all over again. Yeah, yeah. There's some kind I'm, of misquote
1: I, I'm pretty sure it is one of those like misquotes where where I'm pretty sure he does say Houston, there is a. Problem. I mean, I've not oh, seen
0: Houston. We've had a problem, yeah. rather than Houston, we have a problem. I think that's that's what it is. But yeah, he did say words to, to that effect and, yeah. Uh, But yeah, um, I mean, I'm not going to go on like this film's like an absolute masterpiece of of uh, filmmaking. But obviously, I guess it's a rule that's going to sort of. Run true throughout all our selections is that the fact it is based on a true story elevates it and it just kind of makes you step back and go, Wow, that actually happened! Yeah, um, I just think it was amazing how they managed to all come together and work out exactly how to get the astronauts home and just basically by improvisation, just basically maths, gravity, physics, <laughs> and just pure like improvisation. It was probably so a little good bit of luck. Worked. It actually worked. And what? Sorry, James. I said probably a little bit of luck. And probably a little <laughs> bit of Yeah, I imagine yeah. there was a little bit of luck, but probably not as much as you, you, you imagined because those people were proper geniuses when it came down to just working things like that out.
1: Just Just get everyone in a room and be like, right, so remember those guys that we sent to the moon? Well, the rocket blew up, and now we need to get him back. <laughs> exactly. What do you What do you think?
0: <laughs> yeah, and then there's, there's actually that cool scene in it where, uh, oh, what is his name? He played the director in the Dreaming Show. What's the actor's name? Oh,
2: Jim Carrey. Oh. He, he's on the train in Snowpiercer. Neil Harris. That's not his name. It's something. Ed nice. Harris. Ed, Ed Harris. Harris. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Neil Harris. Come Neil Harris. Neil Patrick, Patrick Harris. 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 Really? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, that's it. Yeah,
0: because I watched it <laughs> in. Yeah. <there's laughs> a, is that um, yeah yeah? Well, that's for a later conversation. We, we will be we Tease. will be discussing what we recommend later. Tease. But anyway, that's mm. later. teaser for you? Um, yeah. Where where Neil? Um, Neil Harris, <laughs> not Neil Harris, Ed Harris. Harris. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> he just he basically brings in a big box of like stuff that he knows that that they have on the on the capsule, and he goes right. We've got to do this. Here's what you've got to ha- get to this solution. Do it, and they do, and the rest <laughs> is history.
3: It does sound like the kind of thing that would be written and fictionalized, exactly. But it isn't; It actually
0: happened, which yeah, is pretty crazy, really isn't it? Is it, is
2: is, it? in the nineties. Is that how? What year was it come out?
0: Nineteen seventy-two. It happened then. The film, Nineteen ninety-five. then came
2: out. So. Um, it does remind me, Dan. Can you talk about how much you like the time period? Yeah, yeah. I can't stress enough how you should watch for all mankind.
0: Yeah, but you know what it's like when TV. someone in, when someone says you should watch yeah. something You don't you want don't. to watch it. And I've just, <laughs> yeah. No, but I do actually. It's a good thing out. we don't have a
3: whole section planned around that. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: thing is, I just, I don't really like TV, guys, you know? just a... <laughs> Um No, I will get around to watching that, definitely, Ben. Uh, because you have, sort of, it, it has piqued my interest and everything. So, yeah, for sure, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've, never, I've never seen Apollo 13. It's been on It's been one of the many, 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 many many films on my watch list for a while now. You could Um, say we need to educate you on it. You could say that we do need to educate me on it. But yeah, that's my first pick. Did
0: you guys want me to go through a second pick? I could go through a second pick if you want. Or we could move around the room. What do you reckon? Should Um, we go around the room? It's all about you,
2: Dan. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I, I want to know what's the deal with Christian's background. What's what's wrong with who were Wonder Vision hanging out with in the back there? <laughs> I thought that that looks so much like Paul it looks like Paul Vetterly. Yeah, it, was, it, was it does. Actually. I don't remember that scene from Wonder. It it might have made it good.
0: <laughs> oh, it. I'm gonna need you to take that back, then uh, No, I'm not taking it back. No, no that's well, Now that Wonder alright. Right. Didn't
2: it? That show finished.
0: Yeah, you've already you've already a video forgotten. Where you discussed it all. Yeah, true. Yeah, and the now and now we've got yes another Marvel for, uh, Marvel show to look forward to. Yay! When is it? Ma- March the eighteenth. What's it called? Winter Soldier and Bucky or whatever. How- knows, <laughs> Soldier. Winter Soldier then... is Bucky. <laughs> yeah. and, that, and then as, it's about the duality I, of man. And <laughs> when that ends. We've got a lot- Loki, just never stops. And then no yeah, doubt after Loki that meant. we've got no. like a p- bloody someone. Someone's, someone's got...
3: If all the films release when they're supposed to, every week we will, we will have Marvel content of 2021. That's Dystopian it's James.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. That's, That's like my dream. James No, there's other films. You've got to, you've got to stop. stop. No, you. you've got no to stop it, it never stops.
3: It just keeps going. That train just keeps you chugging along. And I've got a first class ticket, baby. Uh, so, what's I... your background, Christian? <laughs> 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 what's going on?
1: Uh, my background is from one of my personal favourite, uh, like, based on true events films, which is Zodiac. We've mentioned okay. it before, we're going to mention it again, and I'm going to talk about it now. <laughs>
2: Fincher Talk is
1: back! Yeah! Part three! <laughs> Part three. Where's the jingle? Yeah! <laughs> Uh, it's it's just like a really well shot. Fi- I, like I've I've heard a few people talk about it and they're like, oh, it's long. I'm not sure I can get into it. Like it's it's well worth giving the watch because it's such like an interesting story. Because I mean, I'm I'm a big fan of like sort of like crime sort of films anyway. <laughs> Yeah. A cr- I'm a big fan of crime. <laughs> I'm a big fan <laughs> of crime. Concept, I, like I-, I love crime. No. Uh, yeah, I'm 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 a big fan of like sort of like crime films and dramatizations of uh that's that anyway. Um, and even more so when you you don't find out who the Spoilers, spoilers for it. Spoilers for anyone. They didn't yeah. know who the Zodiac you killer was. Right, look,
3: I'm just going to throw it out there. You can't
0: put spoiler warnings on history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's a bit distasteful, actually, isn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> in, in, if you think about it, it's like don't tell them because it's entertainment. Like, I think it's, a, it's,
2: a, it's a real quali- It's a compliment to the film where you got to sit through that runtime and be satisfied that there is no conclusion.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, but that, that's one of the things that's fascinating about Zodiac, is it kind of tries to give you a conclusion. you know, an it, emotional it, one almost. Yeah, for, the I was, yeah. for anyone who doesn't know, um, it follows uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who's playing um, a cartoonist for a, a newspaper, um, who ends up clashing with uh, a drunken news reporter, played by Robert Downey Jr., and both of them, uh, both very interested in the Zodiac and solving the Zodiac case, end up inadvertently sort of teaming up with Mark Ruffalo, who's playing uh, a, a police inspector, and helping to decipher the Zodiac's uh, like, coding. And it, it's just this sort of long trail where you, you get to the end and they, they sort of point you in the direction where they're like, we think that this guy was the zodiac but there's no way to prove it so yeah they, they, I, it it some people have said oh it, it's a very sort of you know it's it's not a very good ending it just sort of ends and i'm like yeah but the the, the case never ended like I, it, I it's a like cold that, case i felt I,
3: like the film essentially went look it wasn't proven but here you go it yeah. was
1: him like it it, yeah. it, it very it,
3: much feels like they're trying to say that
1: yeah. Yeah. It, it, they basically said, "Look, that you know, the, the Zodiac logo was on his watch. He had he had the right height. He had the right build. He had the right mannerisms. We, it pretty much was him. But we didn't have enough evidence to prove it. And while we were trying to prepare enough ed- evidence to prove it, he died. <laughs> so
3: that's how they get you." <laughs>
1: Um, and I funnily know, enough, when he died, the Zodiac stopped killing people. So we think it was him. Cool, but
3: oh. I, I think this film is like the epitome of what Dan was saying of like films that are good anyway, and then the fact that it really happened just adds yeah, that extra yeah. element to it. Like a, any sort of serial killer crime, like Seven, is a really good film, and then this is a really good film that has that extra element to it. Yeah, like yeah. you were saying, Christian, where it it is long. I put this film off watching it for so long because i was always like oh do i want to sit down and watch a two and a half hour film about events i already kind of know and then once i eventually did sit down i was like what a film
1: like i loved it it, it's honestly like so interesting and it is one of them things it's like oh yeah it's like two and a half like nearing on three hours um and people are like, oh, that's so long. But it's it's it's. I'm really glad that like Fincher didn't leave anything on. It didn't seem to leave anything on the cutting room floor. He like really established these characters, established these people, and sort of let the store, let you sort of live and breathe in this sort of mystery tale rather than try and rush through it. And especially adding scenes like the one in the background where you see the Zodiac interact with and. Take out his victim. Like, this is one of those uncomfortable scenes. Yeah. Oh, big yeah. I was going to mention,
0: yeah, that, that a lot, of, you know, I've seen a lot of gruesome, gory film scenes, you know, murders and all sorts of horrible stuff. But that particular scene, for some reason, sticks with me because it's just not only is it based on true event, I think the lack of score really kind of yeah. hammers home, yeah. like, how horrific it is and just the weirdness of the guy just turns up dressed like that and he just then decides to kill them, like bind them and kill them. And it's like, just really, it's crazy. all, bit.
2: it's, it's that It's those two. It's the couple that play it. That's right. They're yeah. aware that they're about to be killed and are being killed. That's kind of, uh, yeah. it's like you,
3: you know that like this actually oh. happened to someone. And I think Dan's put it perfectly of because there's no music. It, it, it feels real. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's, it's also one of those things. It's like, you know, that you always read about the Zodiac and it's like, Oh, he, he you know, he, he shot people but when you when you watch this scene like th- I don't know before this what th- from what I knew of the Zodiac I'd always assumed he just like sort of snuck up on unsuspecting people in places like this and shot them whereas in this you watch him pull out the gun and he has a full conversation with them where he he fully like builds the fear into these people and lets them know that they are about to die but he, he, he toys with them first and yeah. it, it's not just an impulse thing and that like the fact that they got that through in the film in such like a a gritty and uncomfortable way is it's it's what makes this film stand out as like sort of a really good true true to life uh like retelling that's
2: that scene shows that to have an effective violent scene and to have a to get a visceral reaction out of your audience it doesn't mean blood and gore you can I don't yeah, recall yeah. To it being... With ti- yeah, do drama and tension. Yeah. In terms of, like, it's blood and... I don't recall it being particularly... No, it wasn't. It's no, quite, no. Is it quite reserved? I, I haven't I seen so, it in quite yeah. a
0: while. Bit yeah. of blood, I don't know. You hit the nail on the head, though, Ben, when you said, oh, they know they're going to be killed and they know they are being killed. It's like, ooh, that's yeah. horrible, man. Doesn't, doesn't like, the, that's it, it's the guy <laughs> gets
2: stabbed first and the woman... I I think think yeah, so. I think yeah, yeah. Does she watch it happen and stuff? It's just horrible. The guy
0: actually... I think, yeah, the guy survived, didn't he? He didn't actually... He didn't actually die. The girl died. I can't the guy remember. actually did. I can't remember survive. even. That's disrespectful. Is it time? <laughs> is it time? <timeless? laughs> oh, let, let's not go there. The Zodiac killer, man, trash, total.
1: <laughs> <try>. I <laughs> mean, he was.
0: <laughs> did you hear they they deciphered his one of his notes recently, Christian? Uh, I
1: that? did. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, they actually figured like, it out. Yeah, they've they've started to figure out some of his. Ciphers. It turns out he's managed... just a bit of a bit of an idiot. Like, yeah. He, like he couldn't
0: spell, and like he couldn't like his sentences were constructed really weirdly, and he just sounded like a bit low IQ.
1: Yeah. What well, one of the well they they now reckon that one of the reasons that his notes were so hard to decipher was because they were misspelt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because ah. they, they and they reckon that he was like dyslexic or just of low IQ in in that sort of area. Here's
0: a little tangent for you.
1: <laughs> do you think
0: that the glorification of serial killers in in cinema is a bit weird because let's face it the zodiac killer not a very guy uh nice guy serial killers in general not very nice people and yet we make films about them We we obsess about them in all in all forms of uh media not just films what do you reckon about that a bit weird right I, it is weird yeah, yeah. yeah
1: i i i mean i i nearly wrote my dissertation on that very question yeah um but i i do think it's weird like i think that zodiac and and films like zodiac is one thing where it's told from the perspective of the sort of investigators or the the victims um because it i i don't it it kind of puts the the serial killers on a pedestal in the we're willing to make a film out of them but Mm -hmm. it also, like, Zodiac doesn't hold back in showing what a horrible person this is and being like, oh no he was diabolical. I think the weirder ones are when you get stuff like My Friend Dharma and the the Zac Efron Ted Bundy one the one with a really long title Mm -hmm. where it's like the the, the main protagonist the the person you are following is said serial killer and the, the, the Ted Bundy one particularly is weird because it the entire film is like playing on a oh, is he innocent and following the trial where mm-hmm. he tries to get off for the murders and it's like, what how? It it, it seems weird that you're trying to almost I think make they, us no. I don't think
3: they pushed any narrative of did he or didn't he do it in that film.
1: They, I they, they, I don't think they did, but they they kind of. I've heard people interpret it like that, like i I actually know people who came out of that film and was like, you know i'm I'm starting to think he didn't do it, and it's like, but he did mm. I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I think maybe it's because it's like you know we watch all these
2: movies with these. The, these villains, you know, Hannibal Lecter's and yeah. know, Darth Vader and stuff, but this is like that added element of all oh, these people are, are real, the real life movie villains actually exist. and it's also, Maybe this is like strange animalist lust that we've got deep <sighs> down that kind of we're interested in because it's so extreme. Some yeah. some sort of like thrill ride deep down subconsciously. It's really weird. That's the core yeah. of it, isn't it? I mean, the fact is that these, that, 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 it's really that, weird.
0: these people that are, you know, serial killers are at the absolute extreme of human kind of psychology, aren't they? Like the, their actions, they are fascinating on a level of like people want to know what makes them tick, mm. and they do make really for really compelling sort of stories, books, whatever the hell it is, you know. But you know, at the end of the day, it is kind of weird how there is such. A, it's almost like, especially now, we're getting documentaries on Netflix. But like you get it all. Yeah. yeah, you really are kind of just invited to obsess over them and really kind of like it's almost just put. It gives them a bit like just make, it puts them on a pedestal. Like you said, Christian. Yeah, right. yeah. It's like it's just i don't know because i'm guilty but i'll watch it i'll watch serial killer thing i'll watch i'll watch the documentaries i'll get really into it and everything it's just a strange thing that is accepted in our society though yeah
1: i i I, like like i say i do think it's weird especially when we have these like where the the killer is like put at the forefront of the 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 narrative and it's almost like sometimes i I mean i'm I haven't seen my friend Dharma, but I've been told that like Dharma and that is like, because it's his teenage years, he's portrayed as the sympathetic character. And mm-hmm. it's like, but he was a, like, not only is he a, a serial killer, he is a, a an actual serial killer. And it seems weird that they make a film that creates him as a sympathetic protagonist. Yeah.
3: That's an odd choice. Like, like you know, quite it's, questionable.
1: <laughs> it's, it's one thing turning around and making a, a you know, a film based on a, a fictional villain and being like, oh, oh, you know, let's create them as a sympathetic character. It's another thing, you know, taking a real life villain yeah. and turning them into a sympathetic character. Yeah. It, it's it's just a really unusual choice. Having
3: said that, have you watched Night Stalker on Netflix, it's really good.
1: Night Stalker? I actually haven't watched Night Stalker. It's like about.
3: a mini limited series. I think there's like four or five episodes about a serial killer from the. 80s or 70s it's quite good normally i can't get into documentaries but this one was really good it felt like it was nicely paced enough to keep me interested
0: yeah and isn't that interesting though that like we're talking about like these real life events in terms of pacing and like it's just you know that's the nature of like film and you know documentary i suppose but it's just odd that we pick such weird subjects and then we bring (laughs) out the stuff that's going to be compelling for people and going to kind of keep people watching and stuff uh, like cliffhangers I'm... for documentaries are <laughs> always yeah. really strange aren't they
1: yeah i i it, it is weird that this is like i, I mean I, rem- I remember like sort of one of the early things that i watched that sort of introduced me to this sort of looking at sort of killers and stuff is um i don't know if you ever watched the the series Whitechapel.
0: No. I've heard of it. Oh, it's about Jack the
1: Ripper? Yeah, um, the, the first series is... It's like six episodes and it's based... At, like It's set in the year it was made and it's based on a Jack the Ripper copycat and mm. they basically have to work through the Jack the Ripper case to figure out what he's going to do next and try and figure out who this new Jack the Ripper is by looking at the old case.
3: Mm. Um, oh, so it's like... um. Oh my god! What was that show? It was like four, like middle-aged slash elderly detectives that like reopened old cases and solved them.
2: New tricks.
3: New tricks. That was <laughs> holy, it. It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> that Thank
1: was you. a great show. It's it, good. It, shit, it, it's like that, but like super dark and gritty. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, but is the a, theme
3: song as good? Holy
1: shit! Uh, tricks, I don't wow. actually, I don't actually remember Whitechapel's theme song. <laughs> I do. Re- I do remember that after the first season, which is based on Jack the Ripper, it did get more seasons, which were also quite good. Where they were like, there were still six episode seasons, but there were like two episode arcs based on copycats of other cases. So like, there was two episodes on the Craze and two episodes on another like infamous killer. Two episodes on the Yorkshire Ripper. Like, it's
0: it's it's it's
1: a very good show. But I'd, like, I remember it's sort of sitting down and watching that and being like. Oh that this is this is fascinating this is really cool but why 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 are we making this like why are we sort of giving reverence to what like we're, we're almost being like oh how amazing was was Jack it the Ripper I mean he, he never got caught and it's like that's a bad thing <laughs> <laughs> you're almost still like out real, there. <laughs> everyone
0: loves the anti hero don't they and yeah, like, yeah. The serial killers are kind of like the, the original to, to coin a better phrase, you know, to to use a better phrase, the original antihero, I, dis-
2: I Jesse James and people like that, are Butch Cassidy. Yeah, I I
3: wouldn't say there's really any heroic element to no, a serial it's not, killer. No, it's not. No. <laughs> All right. Okay. No. Exactly. So you want that's to tell
0: right, us? Right, that's right. yes. I'm a serial killer. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> ben, know, ben, ben suddenly leans
1: back and locks his door. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think
0: weirdly there is that kind of element to the serial killer that's why it's sort of because they're not it's obviously not heroic that they're killing people like you know that's for people. the record yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but there's something in the way that we treat them and the narratives that surround them it, they are almost painted as like they are in a weird I, way I,
3: I think part of it is that like serial killers are something out of a film and then when it happens in yeah. real life, it, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just something a bit more interesting than your mundane and everyday life. So I think that's why people get into it. It's, i don't it, know it, if this is a poor way of phrasing it, but it's—it's it's something a bit more exciting in yeah, a horrific, that. that's grim, what, that's what I macabre said way. But yeah,
2: yeah, it's like it's—it's it's some weird subconscious thrill. Yeah, that we seem yeah. to—it's like an animalistic. I don't know. It's very, yeah. it's very peculiar. You, you don't, <laughs> you
1: don't want them to succeed, but you do want to be able to sort of see things from their perspective. Yeah, almost. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. It's just
3: fascinating. Like, yeah. I, I
1: don't think I've ever watched anything with a serial killer in and been like, "Oh yeah, no, I'm rooting for him."
3: I don't know. Zach Efron's pretty tasty.
2: Because <laughs> it's like, it's like you know, I—I I find. the era of the second world war and hitler's rise really interesting but i don't want it to happen again yeah (laughs) like i don't wish it on anyone but i find that era very interesting i think we're
0: just naturally curious aren't we to find out like we fight we hear about the extremes of kind of behavior and the extreme events of the of of history and we're just naturally curious we want to we want to know more and want to what kind of we want to know what made the people tick at the time
1: and i i I think film is like one of those mediums that has evolved in a way to do that you know they you can create characters and worlds and put them on the screen and like give people like sort of create emotion feed people a narrative and you know they've they've seen that you can do this with a fictional narrative so it's like well why can't we do it with a non fictional narrative and sort of feed this information to people in a way that's easier to consume than reading it, but also creates the the, the the sort of same emotional weight.
2: It's like life in general, like nothing quite, nothing is as unpredictable as life. Yeah. So that, that these, yeah. that's why these movies keep getting made because these strange tales that like maybe someone couldn't have thought up. Are
3: there any rights issues Absolutely. when you make a film based on real events? Like, can anyone just make a film about anyone or anything? Or do you have to get like the estate of the famous person
2: it depends on the person if it's like a celebrity like a Michael Jackson you have to go through their estate the, I, w-
1: I was going to say with, with Zodiac I, re- I reckon they'd have had to sort of get the permission of um, the sort of like the families of the victims or the, and the families of the sort of you know the three main characters involved mm. Like obviously they wouldn't have had to get the Zodiac killer's permission because they don't know who he was <laughs>
3: Speaking of uh, people being involved with the films that they're based on, though, my choice was heavily... uh, Like, the guy who mine's based on was heavily involved with this film. I absolutely loved 2019's Man. What a thrill ride through the life of Elton
0: John that was. (laughs) I never saw it. You
3: know, it's so... Like, I'm a big Elton John fan, so I think I was kind of always going to enjoy this. But, man, I really like that film. It's... You know, it's really cool to see where he started, where he came through, the obstacles he had to sort of overcome and all that. And then it didn't just do Bohemian Rhapsody where it's like, here's the story of Queen. And every now and then we'll play 20 seconds of their song and then we'll cut away. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm here for Queen. I'd like to actually hear some of their music. Whereas Elton, like Rocketman, it just went full musical. It had dance numbers, like full songs. It was great. So much fun.
0: That yeah, was based was... on
3: reality, though. That was just Elton John's
0: life. He is a, 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 a musical non-stop music It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. oh, interesting. Okay. So you enjoyed Rocketman Man. What are the what are the fucking sorry? Of, what am I trying to say? Here? <laughs> you enjoyed Rocket Man. Are there any other musical films that you enjoy? musical uh, Well that, that's
3: the other thing Like, I think that's why I was always going to enjoy this I love, I like Elton John's music I love a good musical I really like Taron Egerton I've never seen him I be really bad like him. in anything yeah. like all his films that I've seen he's been good in them and they've been good films the, the guy just knows how to pick his projects clearly yeah. except Robin Hood
0: that was a bit yeah, good point.
2: But yeah, I like that in Man they decide to try something a bit different and not do a straight... Because I, I personally, if, if I... if uh, I don't mind either way if it was like a film about Elton John and maybe you don't get any of the the music. It's just, you just follow him and stuff. Mm. But I like they've gone, well, he's very... Um, I was going to say bodacious. But flamboyant. <laughs> flamboyant and bombastic. Yeah. And so, and so they've kind of ridden that wave of... The, like the fantasy sequences and stuff and it is a well-made film like Dexter Dexter Fletcher's director I think he was he's just an actor like he was in Lockstock and, and stuff <laughs> with Guy Ritchie then he like ended up I don't, I'm not fully aware of his career kind of finding his way just through just working away for about a couple decades and he's just solid director, yeah. I really like
3: how they took the newspaper article of where it's got him like with his fingers on the keyboard and he jumps and his legs are in the air, hmm. and then they took that into the film to say that like when he was playing it, he felt like it, the room was so electric he like floated off the floor, and that's what he felt like. And it kind of translates the picture into a stylistic music number.
2: I don't mind the choice either of just having him sing it and changing up the songs yeah. a little bit to suit his voice. Um, if if, if it, it's so interesting because that came out the same time as Bohemian Rhapsody, the comparison between the two, I'd much rather pick a rocket man over what Bohemian Rhapsody did. Yeah. You know, based off real events in Bohemian Rhapsody, I've heard it's a very loose term. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost not like a they really shift heard.
3: events around to make it more dramatic and what fits their now, na- not narrative better, but what they've clearly gone, oh, look, I know that this is how it happened. But it's more it works better as the story if it happened this way, so we're just gonna say it happened this way.
2: Yeah. One I watched and really, really enjoyed is a film called Muddy Ball. Right, oh, yeah, okay. I've, not see, I've not seen I've it. not okay. seen it. The biggest comment I can give it is it's so good and it's so interesting and you, it doesn't matter that you'd know nothing about baseball. Right, okay. I know nothing about baseball. I don't care about baseball, but it's it's really engaging and really investing. Uh, Brad Pitt plays a coach. Uh, I think he's kind of near the way out of his career. I think, and he's just signed to a new team, like quite a low-ranking team, not a lot of money, and he's looking for like a new. How is he going to do this new season? They might have. Did they win? Did they win the championship? the only players left because they won something like that. Something like that. <laughs> and then he meets Jonah Hill, who's like mathematically figured out a way to play baseball through like statistics and stuff. And they, they figure out how to get these weird, cheap players and play them in such a way that they can, like, beat the system, system mm. mathematically. And I think it's written by Aaron Sorkin as well, uh, directed by, I think his name's Bennett Miller or something, he did Capote or something like that. And it's, it's – because it's Aaron Sorkin, it's got this great flow and the sense of dialogue's really engaging and, like, just, like, the scenes of Brad Pitt sat around a table with all these other co-help coaches deciding yeah. the players – is really engaging and how they figure out how to get these players and work the team. and It's not really about the sport of baseball, it's about these people. And it's surprisingly better than you maybe think it sounds. Mm, It's really worth the watch, I think.
3: I've heard loads of good things and I've had it recommended a couple of times. I had no idea it was based on real events though.
2: Yeah, yeah. Real team, real people. Got a young Chris Pratt when he's still podgy
1: yeah i i mean i, I think i think it's always a testament to some of these like uh based on true event films when they can take like a topic that might not sound very interesting or you know maybe you personally aren't interested in and turn it into a film that is absolutely gripping you know you don't really know a lot about baseball you do don't really care much about baseball, but you sat down, you watched this film and you were like fully invested mm. in the events of like what what had happened. I mean the the <laughs> I'm not sure but it it <laughs> it sounds like it's one of those actual events where it kinda it happened and it was a semi big thing, but it wasn't as big as this dramatization will have made it out to be. And they made yeah, it like yeah. they they've just made it this like spectacle that now because it's been immortalised as a dramatized film will be like an event. I guess
2: it's like in our in our country it's the equivalent of the year Leicester won the Premier League. <laughs> <laughs> like that weird year where Leicester just won. Very
0: strange. <laughs> no, but those the Moneyball uh it, I think because you're saying oh just because it was about baseball you, you you it's about baseball but even if you're not a fan it's still pretty like it's a great watch because of something else under the surface, maybe, and it reminds me of like I think it came out around the same time as um, the Big Short and fil- and um, I think I've
2: been a bit before it, yeah, a bit before.
0: And you've got films like another th- film I was going to mention briefly, but I won't I won't go into it too much. The Social Network was one of my mm. favourite films based on true event, great but, film, but these kind of films are. They've got their central subject is ne- not necessarily something that's that interesting, but they they always have this idea of, like, people who have this secret, like, knowledge that's sort of at the key, at the sort of centre and at the key to, to unlocking some weird potential that's going to change things. And it's like, that's what kind of makes it so, like, interesting to watch because you've got in uh, in social network, you've got obviously, like society on the precipice of this massive change and this one guy Mark Zuckerberg who's got the key to unlock it all uh, the, with the big short you've got the financial crisis and these guys who have this secret knowledge um, and with Moneyball you've got these guys who have this secret knowledge and it's all about this, Like it's almost like it's irrelevant that it's about Facebook or baseball or or um, the financial crisis, it's this idea that these these kind of relatable people have this sort of thing that only they know
2: you're describing the hero's journey (laughs) it's the it's the luke skywalker it's the guy that kind of has the secret knowledge and changes things and alters the course of like their history and the world around them and stuff it's the it's the traditional hero's journey you know king arthur robin hood and stuff but it's just real life
1: i was gonna say it's like it's just a an on, it's underdog tale. Everything a, under comes tail. Back to Star Wars. Everything ah, comes everything back, comes to, back Star to Star Wars. Wars. Boom, graphic. No, <laughs> you don't. You don't have to make a graphic. <laughs> oh, why win? Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm already putting the new Trick theme as the end credits music. I'm already. <laughs> I'm already putting that. Get copyright <laughs> Oh
0: God. So, I don't know if it's the hero, like it's if it's like purely the hero story because with the hero story you've got this. Hero's you know, you've got the hero journey, sorry. because <laughs> you've got all those little touchstones you have to hit, like the call to adventure. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then going into the fortress and you know fighting the adversary. And, you know, yeah. The, the mentor the, character. The, the mentor character. Turning
2: away from the call. To,
0: to the, the, the low journey. point, yeah. and then the the climax, and it's like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't know yeah.
2: though. In, but in these dramatizations, they would have written it like that. Yeah, yeah that's just
0: narrative saying, theory in general, though. Yeah. You always need that type of, like, Todorovian theory. You, uh, say, <laughs> you say that, though. Have any
3: of you watched Sully with Tom Hanks?
2: Yeah, I sat through yeah, that. Yeah, yeah.
3: I see, that's the thing. I quite enjoyed this film, oh, but yeah. I found it super... In- that's the thing. It's all right, because I found it super interesting to learn what happened. But mm. it felt like one of those ones where they went, well... Because it's based on true events, we're just going to kind of tell them. So the film just kind of goes, dum da dum da, dum finished. There's no real, like, peak and trough and, like, narrative structure to it. It just kind of tells these events, there are some yeah. sort of ups and downs, and then it just sort
0: of ends and no, goes, okay, really see you str- later. They really struggled to make that film, like, watchable because, um, in the end, because I have, like, a set, like, a kind of an interest in uh, air crash investigation and stuff, and, like, Sully, I watched that and I kind of enjoyed it on that level because I, I knew about the incident and everything. And it was cool to find out, like, see the dramatization of it and everything. But basically, the uh, investigation system that is in place as a result of plane crashes is nothing like it is in that film, because in that film, it's dramatized so much, where they're actually calling into question his, his behavior and trying to paint this picture that he could have saved the aircraft and everything, and like making it out like he somehow made a mistake and he's. It's him against them kind of thing. In reality, it was not like that, and it would not have been like that at all. Because the people on on in that courtroom, whatever it was, the investigation committee, they're like pilots, they're former, like they're they're extremely knowledgeable about, about these things. It would have just been like taken as read that the guy did a really good job, and like it was just a formality. It would just mm-hmm. been in the most mundane formality to just cross up, you know, dot the i's, cross the t's. Oh, it was, yes, he couldn't have reacted in time. You know, we've determined this, you know. But in the film, it was like, we, we think you could have saved the aircraft. Well, actually, you've got one thing wrong about that. You did it like a robot, and I'm a human. You forgot the <laughs> humanity. And it's like, yeah. But anyway. a good. Is that one of them where... Filmed.
2: They didn't have a lot to work with. So That's it. That's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, they, 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 really
0: they, str- they struggled to make it work because they needed to go, right, we need a story. We need peaks and troughs. We need like the, the regular stuff that happens in films here. So let's take some dramatic license. You but, know. But, but my it's,
3: question it's, would be, Is if you've sat down and gone, oh, we don't really have enough to make a film out of this, why make the film then? Like, I'm I don't think i I'm not saying I think it's they su- shouldn't have made this film because yeah. I enjoyed
0: it. It's because Sully, Captain su- Sully, or Sullenberger or whatever he's called, was like basically a national hero what he right. did actually was insane the fact that he actually landed <laughs> yeah. the plane was actually mental like it was un- un- incredibly skilled no one died did they no one died no one, no one was even really injured it's and like they impressive. still
2: moaned at him and they still <laughs> moaned <at him. laughs> grateful Capitalist America. they were
0: too worried about the plane it was like incredible so he was like the darling of like media and the aircraft you know world and everything and so they had to make a film and they had yeah. to have tom <laughs> hanks stars <laughs> you know the guy's a national treasure
1: i was gonna say it was it was one of those things where they were like right we have to make a film out of this yeah, sit yeah. down sit down and write a script and uh they they wrote down the script someone read through it and went this is like the most mundane boring script ever <laughs> of an amazing event and also it's only 45 minutes long yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is the, the,
0: the 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 point of that story the sort of the climax of that story that everything's leading up to is the the crash the crash landing and we all know that happens and everyone survives so we have to invent some other kind of drama like and but the the whole reason the whole thing with Sully is that he landed the plane there's not really much the guy's quite a sensible quite a sort of like (laughs) normal guy you know he's 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 done 10,000 hours 20,000 hours in an aircraft without any any other incidents He's very straight-laced normal american all american guys like you know but we still have to make some sort of film here so yeah
1: it well it's it's the same thing that happened with Titanic like the entire point of Titanic is to get to the the, the iceberg and the ship sinking yeah. but that that's not like they they obviously tried to go down that route, and we're like, well, that's not interesting enough on its own. And if we do it like based on the the captain and the crew, it just looks like a documentary, and we're just telling yeah, yeah. the events, and it's not very interesting to watch. With, um, so they invented this whole like story about, yeah. you know, this rich woman falls in in love oh, with this poor but, guy, <laughs> and, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah that but, like, just built this whole narrative around this tragic event to make that was, it a bit more interesting and to invest you a bit more in the actual event.
0: That was the masterstroke, though, with that film. Because like it's like, who doesn't, generally speaking, like a, a good love story? And you get a love story, you tack it onto a massive... Di- you tack <laughs> it onto a disaster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, you know, there we go. Yeah,
2: it was doomed love, like Romeo and Juliet. Also
0: and the DiCaprio. Mm.
3: Also based on true events.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, well but now I'm so going. sure about that. Audio <laughs> listeners <laughs> won't have seen the look <laughs> on Ben's face. Let me add <laughs> to <onto> confusion.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now I'm going to talk about my favourite film based on true events: Scooby-Doo Two Monsters on that occasion. We on the way to Christian meet
2: Christian today. Me and Danny were talking, saying there's no way James and Christian can get Scooby Doo into this podcast. Like there's no way. There's always yeah. a way. Like Life we say, like
3: uh, finds a way.
2: Like there's like there's no way James can bring up a Marvel movie. They're not based on real events. Like there's no way you can do it. So.
1: Boom! I did it as a joke. <laughs> Christian came in clutch.
2: I forgot to mention it as well. As quickly spoke to my dad today. He said he was listening to the previous podcast. He also liked Now You See Me.
3: Yeah, it's a good film. So (laughs) um, it's a really
0: fun film.
3: (laughs) So I was like, oh no! I think you guys are the first people I've met who
1: didn't like that film. I'll be honest. It's
2: a generally liked film. I have no. I think I watched it and thought it was fine, and then it I I I am
1: like I am not under the impression that either film especially the second one is actually like a, a good film however <laughs> they are so ridiculous that i couldn't help but enjoy them the final one i wanted to mention and it's the one that i really wanted to mention i just couldn't find a good enough uh, background that wasn't just like covering that that wasn't just my head covering the whole photo um but i really wanted to mention city of god ah you a big Ooh. A hybrid, pick. Big uh Yeah, I, I am. Fan of this one, aren't you? I'm a very big fan of this film. I remember sitting down to watch it for a media studies class, and coming out and being like, "That was absolutely fantastic." It's like, it's a great film set in the sort of slums of Brazil, uh based around a, a character uh, whose nickname is Rocket, um, <gasps> cool. <laughs> Told you I'd get
3: Marvel in. There it is. Boom, Boom. there we right. go. Marvel I'm and Scooby Doo. See you Duh. later, <laughs> boys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, uh who he's he's basically sort of lived in the slums his entire life and wants to get out and become a photographer. He he's like big into photography and he wants to sort of he wants to take the picture that's gonna get him out of the slums. And in, in doing this he ends up in this sort of uh rivalry between two huge gangs. It, um in the slums and the entire film is told in this sort of non-linear back and forth pattern set across the 60s, 70s and 80s about who each of these characters are and how they came to be um, sort of involved in this sort of big culmination event so it's, it's one of those films where it sort of starts at the end and then goes back and keeps moving its way forward and then you will you know, it starts with sort of Rocket's story and it'll get a bit further into his story and then you'll meet a character and it'll be like, but I need to explain how, th- you know, how I met this person and then it'll go back through their story and it all just culminates. Honestly, I can't gush enough over this film and it is a film that I want to sit down and educate you guys on at some point. I was going <laughs> to make the same joke. Because <laughs> you're going to have to educate us. Honestly, it, it's definitely a film that's worth watching. Because it, it it's just so well shot, so well edited, and is it's such an interesting story. I'm very um, interested in it. Yeah. Ba- is it ba- timeless then? Ba- based. <laughs> <laughs> Based on like sort of actual gang wars that went on throughout the seventies and eighties in Brazil's uh, city of God.
3: You know, I've not finished the film, but I think we'd be remiss not to mention The Wolf of Wall Street. Like that was a really good film.
1: That was on my list. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Any other quick fire ones people
0: want to whack out there? Talking of Scorsese, uh, Goodfellas as well. Uh, it's that based on real events. It certainly yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. It certainly is. Mm, Henry Henry Hill. That's right. Yeah, is a for his brother Harry. Person. Uh, Uh (laughs) Uh Like chalk and cheese, (laughs) them (laughs) two. But yeah, yeah. Any others, guys?
2: I am a huge fan, and I love to watch it one day with you guys. The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. That's a really good film. Amazing we well were shot. A great score by Nick Cave and Warren Ellis and it's got
3: <laughs> really thought you were going to say Nick Cave. <laughs> really thought <laughs> <laughs> that's where this was
2: going. Yeah,
0: yeah. The man's talent. I now. also got
2: Brad Pitt in it. Uh, big fan big fan of Brad. Um I am also a huge fan of um, 127 Hours as well. Oh yeah, good chap. Because the I'd heard about the story uh, growing up in Cumbria in the shire and stuff We'd go up mountains. My dad's tell me about this guy that got stuck in a rock, in, in a mountain and stuff. And
0: stuck in really a
2: rock. <laughs> Something tells me
3: that, that 127 hours has never happened in Cumbria.
2: <laughs> a lot has happened in Cumbria. That... What happens you in Cumbria stays. You Cumbria. wouldn't believe me. <laughs> Talking of one um, that kind of within the area that we live, a really good one is called 24-Hour Party People about Ooh. the rise of the Manchester... Kind of rave scene in the late 80s, 90s, and the, the Hacienda. And it's a, it follows uh, Steve Coogan plays a producer, I can't remember his real name, it's Brian something. And he his rise in producing uh, acts like Happy Mondays and That's Joy Division cool. slash New Order and stuff. And Anthony you know, Wilson? That might be his name, yeah. Tony Wilson, <laughs> not Brian. Tony Brian, Wilson. Wil, Brian Wilson's the singer of the uh, Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> not close at all. Um, and and, and it's, it's a who's who of actors as well. People that weren't famous at the time. Andy Serkis is in it. John Sim. Other people are in it. <laughs> <Mike> <laughs> it's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's another one of those films where I didn't think I'd be actually super interested in the topic. And then I sat down and watched it and was like, this really is good. actually a really good film.
2: The guy that plays Sean
1: Ryder nails it. <laughs> uh, absolutely and now, of co- and
0: now of course the Hacienda is just a block of flats
1: oh yeah. yes the Hacienda flats all really these
0: memories like tears in rain oh yeah
1: one of my favourite know,
2: you know when you watch a film it says um, yeah. based on real events blah de blah one of my favourite ones I got told that in Fargo when that comes up that's just bullshit it's fake
1: <laughs> the Coens just thought it would kind of be funny and more intriguing to audiences <laughs> oh it's real that's no cool. it's not they just made it up Yeah. I've got a couple I wanted to talk about. Um, I wanted to talk about the Imitation Game. Oh yeah, oh that's a shout! shout. Such a good film. Uh, Congleton Sandbach in the main role. (laughs) (laughs) That's outrageous. (laughs) That's that's barely even anything. That's not even English. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch as uh, Alan Turing. uh, Kira Knightley. It's such a good film. Um, I. Also wanted to mention The Disaster Artist, because how could I not? I'm amazed oh, James didn't course,
2: bring it up. Yeah. I sat there
1: going, when's James going to say it? I'm amazed he didn't
3: bring it up, James. It's too busy thinking of Sully. Uh,
1: <laughs> and the sort of film studies in me uh, would be remiss if I didn't say Battleship Potemkin. Oh, oh for Christ. God's sake. You know what? Just, just Just bring up Eisenstein. <laughs> Get that in there. <laughs> It's a it's a it's a silent film from nineteen twenty-five. Uh done by Sergei Eisenstein, and it's based on the mutiny of the Battleship Potemkin and then the subsequent riot that that caused, uh, and massacre. And the oh.
0: Pram Goose Downstairs, doesn't oh, yes. it? Oh yes, it's a very famous oh.
1: shot that has been replicated in many, many Camp parodies. Times. Uh yeah. with, is it is it is it the first naked gun or Am I it's, it's in Untouchables it, as well, isn't it? Like it's in yeah. that and then it's in
2: Naked Gun. I think it's I the first just, Naked
1: Gun. I think it's the first Naked Gun. That they, they make reference to that stair sequence. Untouchables is incredibly famous.
2: Real events. Yeah. <laughs> what do you
0: we just list all the films? Yeah, like? yeah. <laughs> yeah, I,
2: just, I didn't <laughs> yeah. mean to say it. I was I didn't mean like The cool thing is about films based on, because like you get like you're talking about like baseball and like Sully and stuff there are also these little worlds that we don't know about and we get to like discover about and that's kind of yeah. also what makes them interesting like I don't know anything about baseball but now I'm going to find out a bit I don't know anything about landing a plane let's find out or being <laughs> trapped in a rock let's see yeah. what's about it's really cool, I reckon, it's cool I, little could, niches.
0: I reckon I could land a plane legitimately <laughs> I reckon I could land a plane anyway so that brings an end to our little chat about our favourite films based on true events that was a pretty good chat. It was. Now, for the next section, we've we have, we've listened to you. We've listened <laughs> to you. We've heard you. And we've decided to um, bring back what we've been watching. But, under a new guise, which makes a bit more sense, instead of what we've been watching, we're going to call it, what do we recommend?
2: Shall I quickly go, mine's on theme. <gasps> oh. Sort okay. of. <laughs> mine is a tv show sort of based off real events oh and i think i hinted, know what this is i hinted at it earlier i will recommend the show on channel four sadly it's a sin the... why sadly because ah, well, yeah, channel why, sadly. four is the worst especially <laughs> all four. oh all so 50, i'm gonna, all 50, I'm all gonna recommend you what you you just it's on all four but please Get through it because it's uh, yeah.
1: the worst service. Yeah, um, all, all, all for it. I mean, it's free, but you can mm. tell it comes at a cost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: a <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, yeah, you do pay for it. Yeah, it's about uh, it's a Sin five-part drama written, written and created by I think Russell T. Davis from Doctor Who about oh. the AIDS crisis uh, in the eighties, and we kind of follow kind of f- five uh, lead characters kind of making their their way through life but also trying to make their way through the uh the AIDS crisis and the struggle of also like being gay in that era and things like that it's um it, it I was before watching it I was told it was like a, a hard watch but I found it like incredibly uh compelling and pseudo not suit like watchable in a weird sense like I like I Dan was with me I like, binged it in a weekend yeah. Uh, I didn't think I would I kind of thought I'd maybe watch one take a day off or watch one a day get in the mood for it but I found it like it after ep- every episode ended I was like oh I'm gonna watch the next one now yeah uh, really interesting really engaging I, I don't really I didn't really know a lot about the subject or at the time and I found it very it's very interesting and it's got some kind of surprise known actors in like supporting roles yeah. Um, all the leads are kind of unknown. The main, like the main lead guys, a pop singer. <laughs> um,
0: <I didn't... laughs> what band's in? What band's uh, was called, I
2: was told it's called Years and Years. Oh pop yeah. yeah. Group, years oh and years. right. Okay. Um, you wouldn't know. It's not like a. He's great. He's very good in it. It's yeah. um. It's very interesting. Uh, good show. Worth the watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I was watching it kind of initially. So I think you put an on episode one where I was kind of in the background, and I, and it caught my attention and started distracting me a little bit and then it gradually just drew me in and so by sort of like episode three I was like, I was no longer in the background I was fully like watching the show <laughs> uh, and and yeah, yeah but they weren't kidding about it being a kind of a grim watch because it really does sort of go into aspects of like the whole AIDS crisis that we've not really, from what I can think of we've not really sort of seen before, we go into like the social stigma of it all but we also go into like other aspects of the actual disease itself and the symptoms and effects and stuff, and it, 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 it's a bit of a difficult watch. It's and, and it's actually really like there are parts of it that are quite quite sad, really, you know, as you'd expect. But, um, yeah, well made. Perhaps, uh, it deserved more episodes though. Uh, I think Ben, you mentioned that it was initially going to be what did he what did he want like yeah, eight it, episodes? Or he it, he had,
2: yeah, he wanted eight, and then Channel 4 said, We'll give you four. And oh, yeah. he bargained and got five because his plan was to then like jump to modern day and see where we're at now. Right. Right. Yeah, AIDS, yeah. AIDS
1: crisis. Oh, yeah, that would that, be that, yeah. that would have been uh, sort of a, 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 an interesting way to close that off. Like, yeah. Yeah. But,
2: so they, they, might, they could do a second season,
1: I suppose, because it's, yeah. it's about I, the subject I'm, matter. Subject matter. So I don't know. I'm,
0: know, I'm, could you know. I don't know if she could. I, I,
1: it, I might, it might be a case of if it like, I mean. I've I've heard a lot of people talking about it, and I've you know I you know I've I've heard you recommend it sort of off the podcast before, um, and I I think it's it seems to have gotten a, a fairly decent sort of amount of people watch it. So hopefully, he can uh, maybe not push for a second season, but at least push to get those other three episodes made as like a sort of. Uh, like like uh, a a, uh, a christmas special (laughs) no i I, 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 I was gonna i was gonna say it's like a a, an almost like epilogue to the season Mm. sort of a
0: i don't know because the way that the i um...
1: I don't want to spoil no we
0: don't want to spoil it but yeah no let's let's not spoil it but i'm not i'm not sure maybe it would work maybe it wouldn't but um i was thinking surely he just rewrote it so that yeah, the it, eight episode
3: yeah. arc was now five episodes. Well, I, I don't want to say too mean, much, but yeah.
2: the, the, it ends. Satis- you, you, you're satisfied at the end of the show. Okay. But yeah, uh-huh. the great thing is about the show. It's uh, my my mum told me. People said on the radio. It's that they are now aware of the topic more and are, like getting themselves checked out and stuff. And that uh, it's now bit, oh, because we're it. now we're in a more socially acceptable time to talk about these. Uh, Issues, issues, and it's it's mm. now more the, the 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 most baffling stuff in that show is yeah it's not it's less so the illness it's the it's the other people the that are like the stigma and like <clears throat> some people's parents like yeah. there's a scene where um, super quick there's a scene where a character tries to take out a mortgage on a house and yeah. and, it, and if he says he's gay they won't give him the mortgage like it's relevant it's <laughs> yeah. so it's, mental it's, yeah. like that the the, the what they had to people have to go through daily it's just it's just we don't know anything the way our, oh, no. our lives we're so like sheltered, blind, sheltered yeah.
0: there was so much like misinformation about about like AIDS and HIV then in the 80s like where people just believed things about it that just weren't true and then there's this massive stigma that that came about as a result of it because it was only affecting gay people for the most part as well so there's this weird kind of like religious aspect to it all like oh it's sent from God and it's like, it was just a really sort of dark time because no one really knew what it was at first. It's like, yeah. it was not not a good situation. It's really um, cool because
2: the show plays into that. Like there's bits where it's sure. like a virus that only kills gay people. It's yeah, that's yeah. lies from the government, the media telling us to stop <laughs> having sex. It's just, it's really, Alan that is it. an interesting yeah, part yeah. of the, uh, the show as well. It's really interesting. Oh, it's not
3: a crazy idea. People thinking that the government created a virus to control people. <laughs> now that is far-fetched. <laughs> what do you mean james i just oh, can't imagine just i'm yeah. just rambling i've, I've got uh, no no meaning behind this i'm just <laughs> yeah. our little just saying funny words aren't <laughs> i <laughs> <laughs> within our little four
2: framed window there is it's safe in here there's nothing going on outside the frames it's all <laughs> oh
0: god <laughs> but it also surprised me ben it came out uh that you hadn't watched philadelphia which is a classic yeah. film, classic film based on the same same thing. That was actually made in like 1992 or three, I think. And that was like in the midst of it all as well. And that actually kind of like, it really just obviously set in America, Philadelphia. Oh, uh, you don't say. You, <laughs> wow, <got> two, really? <laughs> but you've got like two great actors there. Well, you know, say what you will about Tom Hanks. He, did a, he performed well in Philadelphia. Uh, he is a good actor. And Denzel Washington, obviously. But, like, it's, it sort of approaches it in a slightly different way, but it still focuses on the stigma and everything, which was still very much a real thing. Not that it's... It's not gone now. There's still a stigma about it and everything. The a stigma about all sorts of stuff. But this type of show, that type of film, Philadelphia, and then this type of show, it just can only kind of edu- educate people, can't it? So, yeah, good good
3: stuff. I'll be honest, once we said we were going to you know, do this, I was like, oh, well, I've been you know, busy with editing and all this and that. I haven't really been watching anything. Completely forgot. Yeah, I have. I've started a show that Christian recommended to me for a while ago and it's then been on my list. And then it's because my housemate has recently binged the whole show and has like, said, come on, I'll sit down and watch this with you. I'm getting so into BoJack Horseman at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... I watched the pilot when it first came out and I was like, uh, I'm not a huge fan of this. It's not very funny, and all this. But Christian, ages ago, said no, no. It gets so good. And my housemate was like, it starts off trying to be a bit of a comedy, and then just suddenly seems to go. No, 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 we're just going to be like a show. And I haven't even I haven't even finished season one yet. But I'm so into it. I'm really enjoying it. It's actually like I think it's just not a great pilot. But once it gets started and finds its feet, it's got some really nice sort of like dry humour, like the sort of social commentary on the celebrity culture that we have. It's just a really nice show. 20 minute chunks. Nothing too deep yet. And it's fun.
2: The way way you said that sentence was like you were going to keep talking. It was fun. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) and one <laughs> bit, <laughs> it has <laughs> got animal
3: puns galore. Oh, that's why he I'm cares. so <laughs> here for it. There's one bit where uh, he has an altercation with a seal in a supermarket, <laughs> and it then reveals that he's um, part of the military, and he's a Navy seal. I was like, oh, chef's kiss. Brilliant. Can, can it's like I? a little sort of side oh, gag about no, these okay. two... Dogs who are like the typical mums who are like, "Oh, I know I shouldn't eat chocolate because it can literally kill me, but it tastes so good." Like, there's just loads of little plays on words, and I'm, oh, I'm can, so here can,
1: for it. Can I point out that I have never seen BoJack Horseman? <laughs> so oh. it, it wasn't me that recommended it to you. <laughs> Neither have I. Oh,
3: I could have sworn it was you. recommended it to me at work. No, no. Someone no. at work must be raving about this show then
1: i, I was gonna say it'll, it'll be if it's you let us know in the comments who no you i i to know no, I've, I've heard people talk about the show and i've heard that it's it's good and it's it's been on my watch list for a while but i, I yeah i haven't actually gotten around to it yet it, i'd really recommend
3: it i'm really enjoying it i don't know if i'm enjoying it at the moment because i'm watching it with someone who's already seen it and i'm enjoying that shared experience with them but it's good man i'm really enjoying it i can't yeah. wait till
1: it gets like, to the level that everyone else raves about. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, sort of, like, adult animation anyway. I, I love stuff like um, Archer, Bob's Burgers, that sort of stuff already, and BoJack Horseman seems to have that same sort of dry sense of humour where they use sort of what can be seen as, like, quite a, a childish medium to tell, to, to, to sort of... Portray issues that might normally, it, 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 an, animation gets away with a lot more than regular TV. Yeah. So, I, I think that's why I like sort of that side of things because it it's more free and they can delve into topics that might get regular TV shows into yeah. trouble with networks. Yeah. If, if you enjoyed Archer, you'll
3: enjoy BoJack Horseman. I think like yeah. Archer and BoJack are very similar characters and the humour is very similar in these shows
1: then there's a couple films I've watched recently that uh, I can quickly just recommend Uh, the first one is I because the second one came out of course we did the unforgivable Norbit video um, (coughs) to allude to this but because the second Coming to America came out I went back and watched the first because I'd never seen it Um, and I, I really enjoyed it it's like a super sort of funny film it wasn't what I was expecting, because I, I always thought Coming to America was like a sort of Borat style. It has a story, but then it's real people. Yeah. Um, whereas it's more sort of, it, you know, it's it's a regular sort of... Comedy film. It's a plot. Comedy, yeah, it's, it's, it's a regular plot-based comedy film, hmm. but also includes some like, what I would describe as skits and sketches... Throughout, there's like the barbershop, yeah, yeah. yeah. the the barbershop, the uh, that like those bits don't really involve that, like, they involve um, that they, they don't involve the main characters for like bits and pieces of it. There's there's parts where they just cut to the barbershop and it's just them having a conversation <laughs> and then it cuts back to the normal story, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, it, I don't know, I it was. It wasn't the film I was expecting, but it's it's really good. I'd I'd highly recommend. It's a very it. heartwarming story as well. Yeah, yeah. It's a great heartwarming like story. Yeah, it's about.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Cute. What do you it... think of *Coming for America* too?
2: Well, I thought uh, as a tease because Christians talk about the first one. I will talk about the second one next week.
1: Oh. Stay tuned. The other film that I watched recently, purely based on an impulse, uh, was scrolling through, saw it, and was like, you know what? I like Keanu Reeves. I'm going to watch The Devil's Advocate. I've never Ooh. seen it. Neither have I. I don't know if any... Does he play
3: The Devil's Advocate? He does. <gasps> <laughs> is
1: it to Al Pacino? Uh, have I lost my mind? It is. It yeah. is Al Pacino. Um, yeah, it's, it's basically this sort of weird part drama, part fantasy film. Um, the film screams to me of a
2: idea that two guys in a boardroom was sat around and somebody said the phrase or oh, play devil's advocate and somebody went what if we <laughs> a, where the guy was actually the devil's advocate and it, the guy went it, yeah you've, you've got a Genius. picture there. you got a yeah. picture this son it, it, it's it's, it's, a,
1: it's a very interesting film it's it, there's, there's like a lot going on you you say a film it's like oh it's a guy who's hired by the devil to be a lawyer it doesn't sound very interesting it's it a way well. more interesting yeah, film um, and yeah, you'd both it, be into it. Yeah, it's it's so well put together. Yeah, for sure. So let us know in the comments below whether you'd like to see some sort of like roundups at the end of us watching seasons of shows that we've not seen or are rewatching, and whether you'd want to see like live tweets of some shows or films. Like, would that be something that people would be interested in? Yeah, the the fans that we currently have at the moment.
0: Yeah, please I do. don't care what the fans want, I do what I want.
1: Okay. <laughs> alright. Wow,
0: you're really
3: rock and roll, aren't you, Dan? <laughs> rock and
0: roll, yeah. <laughs> Come on, take
2: us home, Dan. And you're definitely Ringo. Oh my God.
3: What? Sorry, I don't know where that came from, it just slipped out. I can't
0: believe it. that's <laughs> horrible. <laughs>
3: it's alright. I'm joking.
0: So I think that's the end of the podcast, isn't it, guys? What do you think? Yeah, I think that's enough. I think we have have covered several topics, a wide range of uh, of of things. Plenty of (laughs) clip-outs, which is what people are going to be watching. Um, So, yeah, thank you, guys. And for you guys watching or listening, subscribe to our channel subscribe to our podcasts which are available on uh our podcast and spotify and that's about it innit so see you next time for episode 18 it's all right it's okay doesn't really matter if you're old and
2: gray it's all right